My whole life, I've been told that there are problems that can't be solved in a generation. Can't be solved in a few years, can't be solved in a couple of decades. That can't be solved by just a family or a few people that can't, that really you can't make any movement. You have to get the government involved, you have to get huge amounts of people involved. So the first step in any project is to get a ton of people all riled up about it and committed to it. And the first step in any project is to get government money. And I'm a little too independent for that and that's always hit my craw. So combine that stubborn independence with my basic crunchy nature and the closeness with which my generations are come from the farm and my mom's general um, insanely green thumb and you get somebody that when she heard about regenerative agriculture and permaculture just had her jaw drop and that was crazy to me because I am always interested in this stuff and I read about it and I hadn't heard about it and it, this revolution has been going on under our noses and as it's been going on real change has happened it's happening so much so that even really 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 huge big ag is getting involved because turns out that whole biodiversity thing actually solves problems big problems problems that we were told couldn't be fixed that we were all going to starve suffer privation and that we could never do the 180 because that 180 would involve suffering well what if that 180 doesn't involve suffering what if that 180 just involves doing different work work that a lot of us actually enjoy hmm that's interesting so regenerative agriculture and permaculture are beautiful for their own sakes but extrapolate if you will to community formation and beauty and craftsmanship as we are trying to make things more and more beautiful and change the world around us and you say oh that can't be done the situation we are in is far too dire we can't this will never you know we're in a mess and we can't get out of the mess nope I think maybe we just have to make some different choices but we have to make these choices intelligently with the correct information. See, the way they got to regenerative agriculture wasn't just by making new gardening thoughts. It was actually by going out and doing science. They went out and they observed nature and said, huh, is that how this whole ruminant thing works in nature, the grazing thing? Wow. Well, okay, let's take that observation. We'll test it in a controlled environment like a farm and see if we can reproduce that oh wow we can reproduce that in fact we can improve on it and get soil improvement at a rate that they said couldn't be done at a rate far greater than that of nature so <laughs> that's what I call science right well you know we know an awful lot about people and we know what motivates them, and we know what's important to the care and feeding of people. We just 
don't pay any attention to it. And then we try different experiments that have nothing to do with what we actually know to be true, that we have tested and verified. We do crazy things and you know we don't tell anybody what is actually important you know while this whole permaculture thing was going on and um, you know regenerative agriculture was learning not to mess up the microbiome and not to you know do heavy plowing you know what I'd heard of I'd heard of double digging and I was double digging my first garden now since uh, my area is known for its heavy adobe clay and my first garden was in ground so thick with clay that it was a slip and slide whenever it rained maybe that wasn't the worst possibility but it still it killed the microbiome and if I'd known to do something different maybe I would have done something different so when we know what works and then we reproduce those things Maybe we can have change. And the thing is, what you do with regenerative agriculture, what you do with permaculture, these are pleasing things. These are pleasant things. They are um, more hands-on, which is actually not a problem for most farmers because they do love the soil, love the land, love the animals. Um, but it is also something that people want to do. You know, it's not hard, and it's something people want to do. Well, guess what? So, building community is is more work than we are currently doing, but it's something that we're hungry for, and it's stuff that people actually like to do. We just have to change what we're doing. Making beauty and living in beauty is something that you want to do. I've talked to you. I'm very well aware that you want to live in beauty. Well, you can. I officially give you permission. Apparently somebody has to. I have given you mine. What I'm also going to tell you is when they told you that you couldn't make a difference because you were only one person, well, you know that first farm with the regenerative agriculture. When the rains came, their farm soaked in more water than their neighboring farm. What would you do if you were the neighbor? You might have called them crazy for that five years before the floods. But when you walked your dirt and looked over their fence, are you still calling them crazy? Are you calling them to find out how they got there? I'm telling you right now, we can be the change that we want to see. We have to apply what we know and go forward. Regenerative agriculture and permaculture tell us that this can happen. We don't have to wait for the government to do it. We don't have to wait for a coalition. We can start making a difference. and We can start inspiring people to change. You don't have to reacquire it. You don't have to shove it down people's throats. Show them something beautiful. Show them something that works. And they'll want it for themselves. 
not a top-down approach. It's the approach of a friend. But maybe that's where we are. And there I leave it.